Hello and welcome to the How Not to Scrub Your Kids podcast, the bucket emptying episodes. So, pour yourself a cuppa, find a comfy seat, and enjoy the conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Han, psychologist and parenting expert. And in today's episode, I thought it might be interesting. I was asked to write a blog post to help parents with children that are about to go on their first residential trip. And it occurred to me that the tips, the five tips I gave, might actually be relevant to share in the podcast, not only for residential trips or overnight stays, whether they're sleepovers, staying with aunts, uncles, grandparents, friends. But I thought it might just be helpful, actually, for anything that we ask our children to do that pushes them out of their comfort zone. So here are my five top tips. The first one is, and it's really important that we do this, is we need to take our emotions out of the equation. Whether that's the first time your baby is going to be going away from home for the first time and staying away, whether it's you're feeling a little bit nervous about them going away or doing something Or maybe you're just aware of how nervous your child is and you're showing up in that supremely high empath state. What's really important is that we need to take our emotions out of the mix because it means that we won't show up as best that we can for our child. But it also means that our child is going to pick up on some of that narrative and some of that anxiety that we have. Now, that doesn't mean pretend. That doesn't mean you know, don't deal with your emotions or put a bottleneck on it. It means that in order to deal with your emotions, do what you need to do, but do it away from your child. So if you need to have a conversation with a friend, have a conversation. If you need to talk to your partner about how nervous you feel for them, deal with your emotions as a separate piece to the emotions that your child presents to you. So that's the first thing is about managing your emotions in that moment. The second part is about making sure that we acknowledge our child's fear and anxiety because it's okay to feel nervous and and to sort of be slightly overwhelmed about being away from home the first time or doing something that pushes them out of their comfort zone that they're not familiar with. Maybe it's not a familiar environment or familiar people or it's something that always makes them nervous. Children need that acknowledgement because it validates where they're coming from. Now that doesn't make us permissive, it doesn't mean that suddenly our child, we're not going to require from our child and have certain expectations of them. It just simply says, I hear you, I see you, I understand that this is really difficult for you. So it's remembering that we need to take our feelings out of the equation, we want to acknowledge their worries and their fears. And then it's about problem solving solutions. So if we're acknowledging that this overnight stay feels absolutely overwhelming, they're they're worried that they might wake up in the middle of the night and we're not there. What happens if they feel sick? What happens um, if they have a bad dream? What happens if they can't fall asleep? And whatever the other narratives are for whatever scenario we're trying to help them support our child with, it's then saying, okay, Let's talk about worst case scenarios. Let's talk about your fears. And then let's look at problem solving. What are the things that we could put in place? What are the things that we might be able to make sure that we have that will help? Now, they probably won't necessarily completely alleviate, but might go some way to making that situation, that thought of the potential things happening, feel less overwhelming or be more manageable for them to be able to cope with. So we want to kind of help problem solve that's number three. Number four is that we want to help them change the narrative. We all have conversations in our head. 
it narrates what happens in our day. We're usually mindless to it. We don't pay attention to it in any shape or form when we're going about doing things that feel normal, ordinary, that we feel confident and capable in. What happens is when we're asking our children or ourselves to be in a situation that feels out of our comfort zone, feels unfamiliar, feels stressful, feels anxiety and worry inducing, we're very aware that narrative becomes super loud. It's almost like it's shouting at us. And so it's really important that we encourage our children to talk through and share with us what are the thoughts that are going on in their head? What's that narrative? What's that inner critic saying to them about that particular scenario? And these are often worst case outcomes or issues around their own belief system and their ability to cope and to manage in that situation. Remember that when we talk about a situation where our children feel anxious or overwhelmed or stressed, their seesaw has tipped. They've gone from this lovely, balanced, confident state where what they perceive the demands being placed on them of that situation are equally met and matched by what they perceive are the resources they have within them. That's their lovely, confident, capable state But when they're feeling overwhelmed and the narrative is really loud, their seesaw has tipped. And what's happening here is the narrative, how they're appraising and perceiving that situation feels totally out of their control. Totally, they don't have that. They don't believe they have the capabilities to manage it. And that's the side of the seesaw. That's the narrative piece that we want to have that conversation about. So I often will suggest you get a sheet of paper just a normal a4 sheet of paper you put a line down the middle and on one side you write down what that inner critic what that ogre what that voice of that fear that inner that monkey mind is coming up with all of those worst case scenarios all of those fears all of those judgment pieces and that narrative encourage your child to think through if they can't come up with things we're kind of reasonably old and long enough and in the tooth that we'll have some idea of what might be happening. So what if this happens? What if that happens? What if people don't like me? What if they don't talk to me? What if people think I'm silly? What if I can't sleep? Whatever the situation is, it's really trying to have a bit of a guess if your child can't come up with these. Often they know, they know that there's the chatter, but they can't always articulate exactly other than their fears. So Get all of that down and come back to it. It doesn't. You don't have to do all of this in one go. Just encourage your child whenever the, the, those feelings come up to, to write a few more down. Once you've got that narrative that they've currently got in a calm state, so when your child is not overwhelmed with anticipatory fear about the situation that's upcoming, talk to them about what might be an alternative narrative. Maybe the advice that they would give to a best friend or narrative that they you know where we question how likely is that to happen what might you actually be able to do because the flip side of that is really the voice of their inner cheerleader the voice of their best friend their inner champion that is saying things like i know it feels really hard but you've done something like this before and it was all right once you got going you know there's people there to help you you know you've got your friends with you you've got this to look forward to you've got that to look forward to it feels scary but once you get started things often feel better so it's really looking at that flip in that narrative and also remembering that when we're talking about anxiety when we're talking about worry and overwhelm and stress it's a high energy state and what we're looking at doing 
is really trying to get them to a more neutral state. We're not going from a high energy state that feels a, that is a discomfort state into a high energy state that feels uplifting. It's a big ask for our children to shift across. Instead, what we're looking at is ideally taking them from that high energy, uncomfortable state to another high energy state that might feel a little bit more manageable. And often there's been the analogy that fear and anxiety has a similar energetic resonance to excitement. Think about the adrenaline that you get from a roller coaster ride or the excitement of going to do something that you're really looking forward to. So when we focus the narrative, when we're encouraging our children to change that narrative and we're focusing in on other narratives, the, the sort of the narrative of what they're going to look forward to, what they're going to get out of it, what the joy is going to be, that can often be an easier shift than another another energy that is much more that's more uplifting. So it's about changing that narrative. And the fifth bit that is actually really important that I think we often miss out on is have those high expectations. Expect that your child will be able to overcome and approach it that way and not approaching it from a bullish, you know, pull yourself together. You're absolutely fine. I don't know what you're making such a big fuss about. You'll have a great time once you're there. But much more a compassionate, doing all the other four strategies, but doing it with a real inner conviction that your child will be able to overcome. And whilst there may well still be tears as you wave them off, if they're going to the bus or you wave them off as you get into your car or the situation that they're in that is not a residential maybe or an overnight but another situation that's really fear inducing when we approach it from that utter conviction that they might be feeling upset now they might be feeling overwhelmed but I have absolute faith that they will be able to overcome that confidence that we have that we exude has this wonderful wonderful ripple effect for our children as well so I hope that that's a really useful set of top tips, a bit of bucket emptying, but also a bit of problem solving for you. As ever, if you have enjoyed this episode, if you have found it useful and all my other podcast episodes, I would be so grateful if you could write a little review and rate the podcast and follow it so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time. Bye.